For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back, Detroit Lions fans, to Believe. Believe in Lions right here on the Believe Podcasting Network. Detroit's number one sports podcasting network where we believe in the Detroit Lions, and by the end of this episode, so will you. It's a big week to be on the podcast. It's always a big week here on Believe in Lions because I got the one and only Lions legendary safety Benny Blades here with me. But Benny, we got a W to talk about. We got a W to talk about against the Chicago Bears, an NFC North rival. What do you think? Are you fired up this week or what? I am extremely fired up. You know why I'm fired up, Derek? Why is that? uh, A few people got fired. So it kind of motivated the team to go out and get the V. Wasn't impressive, but any way you can get a V in this league, I'm going to take it. I'm going to take it. I'm going to take it. So I'm extremely fired up and ready to talk about it. All right, let's do this. Now, Benny, before we get into it, one of my favorite things on the show is when I say, Benny, how you doing? And every week you say, I am doing wonderful. But this week I, I asked you, fired up? You're fired up. Are you doing wonderful this week? Uh, <laughs> you're, you're you know wonderful. every week, Derek, I am doing wonderful, <laughs> baby. Come on. It's another day to be alive. <laughs> I am doing wonderful. <laughs> All right. I, I, I needed to make sure off the top. And the other thing I want to make sure about, Benny, is that we get our great sponsor in here, which is BetOnline.ag. I mean, you, you've been checking that out at all? I mean, we, we, we're we doing good on the BetOnline.ag from the Benny Blades household or what? Well, I've been betting online. Um, I'm about at the break-even point right now. So. Okay. <laughs> I ain't look, I ain't gonna be able to buy that um eighty inch TV I want for the Super Bowl, but you know I'm I'm okay right now as long as I can <laughs> break even. Do you have to buy the eighty inch because you broke the other one when you're yelling and screaming and throwing the remote? Is that what happened? <laughs> hey Derek, we're not supposed to tell people about that, okay? <laughs> You mention it like every show, how you get all fired up. But like I say, obviously, if Benny is even, he either hasn't been in betting on the lines or maybe he was on this last game because they got that V, they got that W. But uh, you definitely got to go check out betonline.ag. Let's take a quick break and get them in as our sponsor. And we come back. Me and Benny are going to be talking about this win. We're going to talk about some of the highlight real plays. I know Benny said they didn't play so well. Uh I got a lot of highlight plays I want to talk about, Benny. I got a quarterback that threw for four hundred. We'll talk about that. And then I want to hear Benny tell me, what are, what are players motivated by? Like, why was there a change in attitude? Why did they fight for Daryl Bevel and not Matt Patricia? We'll get into that and so much more right after the break. Everybody, we'll be right back. The wait is finally over. Football is back. I mean, you might not be at the game this year. But you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Now, if you want to go big this year, put your money on the Detroit Lions. Yeah, you heard it here first, right on Believe in Lions. That's the way to go in 2020. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there is always the online casino as well. 
it never closes. So head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Detroit Lions fans, we're back from the break. Thank you so much for listening to betonline.ag. Please check them out. We, we always remind you, go hit that subscribe button on your favorite podcast platform, whether you listen to us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, wherever it may be. Hit that subscribe. That really helps us out here on the show. We continue to see um, listeners going up. We get a lot of great feedback on the show. We, we really appreciate all that. And uh, the more you can share it, share it with a friend, tell a Lions fan, man, you got to check out Benny Blades. He's bringing heat every week, which we know he does on the show. So uh, please do that. And Benny, another person that brought heat this week was your boy, Matt Stafford. You talk about him every week. You, you, you think he's the perfect quarterback. He finally stepped up big time and threw for, as I said, four hundred plus three touchdowns and played like a $30 million quarterback. What would you think about your boy number nine in this game? Love number nine. Now he's looking like that, uh, what he said before the beginning of the season, that MVP candidate. <laughs> Anytime yeah. you can step out, you can throw for 400, you know, to your boy TJ Hawkinson, <laughs> okay? And and uh, 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 what, what? even Jesse, what's his name, Jesse James? The outlaw, Jesse James. <laughs> yeah, and your boy Aiden Peterson. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! We got a lot to talk about, there. We got a lot to talk about, Benny. Be, because he keeps running for two one-yard or five-yard touchdowns every game, we'll, we'll, we'll dub him again this week, Adrian. Peace. Uh, but uh, we, we we like what the old man is doing. The veteran uh, Stafford was slinging around the yard. But but let's go through this game a little bit. So the first big play that I loved was the the game was sixteen six late in the second quarter. All of a sudden, Matt Stafford's back, drops back. All of a sudden, he starts pointing deep. He lets this thing go, and next thing you know, Quintez Cephas, the fifth-round rookie draft pick for the Detroit Lions, is catching about a 49-yard touchdown with two-some minutes left in the second quarter to bring us to uh, 16 for the Bears, 13 for the Lions. You had to like this pass, catch, and touchdown by the, by the team. I loved it. Every, you seem like, I'm going to say it every week, when he's on, he's playing uh, playground football. And, I, and to me, I think that's what Matt Stafford does best. Uh, when he has to think too much, ah, he doesn't play so well. I, I like the, you know, the, the Stafford just, just, Throwing it around the playground, having, having fun. You know, he wasn't crying about the hand. He was just having fun. And I, and I, and, and I loved it. I loved every <laughs> second of it. This was a big play by number nine. Benny, if we're out on the playground and I'm playing quarterback and you're playing quarters or you're playing out there at corner, do you think I could just go ahead and point to my guy to just run past you and just throw it up over the top and, and beat Benny Blades up over the top? Or you think you could still run uh, r- run it and, and catch a ball when I unleash it with my cannon arm? What do you think? <laughs> Derek, you with a cannon on Look, look. Look. <laughs> I think at 54, baby, I, I can still cover your passes. <laughs> Penny, you never seen me sling it. You never seen me throw it all around the yard. I mean, I, I'm not going to throw a crosser route on you because I know you might take my man out, you know, from the shoulders up. But I think I could maybe still get you deep. No, Derry, I don't think so. <laughs> I, look, I, I'm, I'm, I, look, I'm telling you. You. <laughs> 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 All right, maybe I maybe maybe I couldn't. So, but Stafford could. He pointed Quintez deep. Quintez doesn't have much speed, to be honest. But to see him get behind the defense, this was the rookie's first touchdown. I really liked it. Got him back in the ball game. Uh, Benny, I put out on Twitter. Everybody can find me at Derek Okri. That's spelled D E R E K O K R I E. I put out a like earlier this week before this ball game. I said. You know, everybody's sending Marvin Jones out of town. They said, oh, you know, his contract's up, we'll move on, this, that, and the other. The way things are going with, like, Kenny Galladay hurt, not looking like he's going to sign, Danny Amendola's, like, 50 years old. Like, 
Marvin Jones, I mean, he just seems like a really great guy, continues to make plays. He had another big game here. Like I put out there, you might want to consider bringing this guy back on like a two to three year deal if you could get the money right. I mean, I really like Marvin as a person and as a football player. What do you think? Okay, Mr. GM, at at what price? I, I like the fact that you want to bring Marvin Jones back. The guy's a player, okay? I mean... We, we don't we don't know if our go-to Galladay is going to come back, like you said. But to me, Marvin Jones Jr. is that veteran that we, we need in a locker room. And we can always go out and find some, some guys in the draft that can uh, maybe step up to the plate. But you're going you're gonna to need guys like Marvin Jones Jr. and the old guy you call him. I don't care if he's 50 years old, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Amendola. He, he, he shows up when he needs to show up. And so, you know. We you, got an Amendola catch we got to talk about later. What a catch by Amendola. One of the better ones oh I've seen gosh. ever. Uh, oh, my. Uh, see, that's what those old crafty veterans give to you. <laughs> you see that uh, fingertip grab? Oh, my ooh. God. He, he was horizontal. He was horizontal to the ground. You had to love it. But yeah, we'll see what they do with uh-huh. Marvin. I mean, when you're talking dollars and cents, to me, it's like, hey, you know, he's been making like you know eight to nine million the 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 four years or so he's been in Detroit. He he is up there probably in that 32, 33 year old range. So, you know, I I think I'd probably have to give him like two years. 11 ish or maybe like three or 10 at 10 million per so that you know will he take that or will he think he can go you know i couldn't i can't imagine he'd get much better than that and a lot of people would like to see it cheaper you know hey stay here at three years you know but he i don't see him wanting to take less even though he is getting older so that will be the sticking point kind of the the dollar amount but hey a 10 million dollar receiver um for what he brings he's still athletic he's kind of in his prime athleticism for the next couple and then he'll probably fall off the table a little bit so i don't know i think about it we'll see what happens with him um we mentioned him earlier adrian Peterson, um scoring lots of touchdowns recently i mean what do you think about him? He's really seemed to be a force inside the, the five-yard line there, really uh, showing some power, being able to pop in touchdowns. That That's really helped out the team, just keeping him in these ball games or being him being able to punch it in. He did that uh, early and then and then late in this game. You like what you see from him? I like what I see. Uh, to me, that that's why you bring a crafty veteran like Adrian Peterson to the, to the, to the, to the mix. Yeah, not, I think not, not for those 60, 70 yard runs that may may or may not pop up throughout the course of the year. You need him for third and two, fourth and one, and from the five yard line in to get those tough yards for a score. And hey, you know, he's missed all day. And so I, you know, if we have to bring him back for just just one more. Encore year. I think if <laughs> Frank Gore can play to his freaking 102, so can Eric Peterson. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. I mean, I wouldn't be totally opposed. I think what's been nice is with Swift down, you know, um, usually when our main guy, whether it be what, back in the day, Kevin Jones, you know, uh, Javid Best, some of these guys, you know, they would end up going out. And we just have nobody, you know, in in the backfield. Even last year when we had carry on there, the minute he got hurt, we're, we're pulling guys off the street, bringing them out of the bowling alley to say, hey, can you run a few snaps? We need a few reps. Um, you know, to have a guy at Hall of Famer like Adrian Peterson there has been a nice guy to be able to go to, lean on a little bit. I know people don't love, like, his yards per carry. He doesn't get a bunch of great numbers from pro football focus, but – I, I think he's just been a, a, a decent guy on the field and then a, a real good guy in the locker room, a leader, somebody people can lean on. So that that's that's worth something to me as well, even though, like you say, I do like the young electric players, but I, I'm not going to turn my eye to a crafty vet with some leadership as well. But, Benny, the thing we haven't talked about right now is like, okay, we got the deep touchdown, we got Marvin, we got AP having you know the days or whatever. 
the, the defense again was Swiss cheese in the first half. I mean, we're, we're getting lit up by Mitch Truberski, which you called him multiple times last week, which I thought was funny. And uh, the bears are putting up points. David Montgomery has two touchdowns. I think in the first uh, half, thank you. That helped some of my fantasy football teams. I appreciate it, but it didn't help the lions 23 to 13 at the half down 10 to the Chicago bears. I mean, what are you thinking at this point? Are you, are you ready to mail this in? Are you thinking we can come back? I mean, I know you BLEAV uh, in the Lions, right, Benny? I'm going to always B to the L, <laughs> E to the A for the victory. Yes. I'm going to always do that. But, Derek, uh, with three minutes left in the ball game, the Swiss cheese Lions defense was like, Really, really, really irritating me to no end in the first half. I was like, oh, my gosh. Is this going to be how the game is going to be for the rest of the season? Just not for that game. I mean, the tackling was horrendous. And and, and the thing is, I couldn't blame it on just one person. I mean, it was just bad all, all over the place. And well, so, we, we knew they weren't going to flip the D. I mean, we've been watching this for weeks. I, I knew they weren't going to come out and be the steel curtain or be an incredible defense. But like you say, giving up points, uh, let's not fast forward too quick, Benny, because after the half, I mean, this guy named Jesse James, he makes like six-plus million dollars for the Detroit Lions. He's made about three plays since he's been on the team. Somehow he found his way into the end zone, which was incredible. I don't know how the Bears let that happen. But even with that touchdown, I'm looking at the scoreboard here, 30-20, to 20, still down 10 late in this ball game. I think it was with Stafford with, uh, I got it here, nine minutes and like 20 seconds or so. He throws one of the worst interceptions I've ever seen. Guy standing right in front of him. Like, I don't care if you're going sidearm. I don't know if you were trying to think it was going to bounce. I don't care what the excuse was. You've been playing football in the National Football League for 12 years. How how do you throw the ball? How, How do you not know better? And also... What's he even thinking on a on a throw like that? If it's not there, you just chuck it in the stands or whatever. This makes no sense to me. That If he throws that pick and they don't have this comeback that we're about to talk about, it's a whole different story here on the podcast and in the city of Detroit. But here, here's the thing I want to ask you. You said the defense was horrible. Do you think because they, they pulled out this win, um, we'll talk about the, the comeback plays here, but do you think just because of that, everybody's saying they played with a lot more juice, a lot more effort, or or did you see that throughout? Because it sounds like you didn't you didn't see much improvement until the end of the ball game. Is that right? Yeah. I, I Look, <laughs> I didn't see much improvement at all defensively. Yeah. Okay. Uh, offense came out with a different spark because Daryl Bevel is an offensive guy. I mean, they, they came out, you know, doing a few things that I didn't see spark-wise, you know, in the beginning of the season and in, in the middle of the season. And so defensively, I don't know if it's not the right personnel. I, I, I mean, I just can't put my finger on it. But when – if – Let's put it this way. If we if it would have been a loss and we was talking about this game right now, we'd have been talking about how bad the uh, physical play was for our beloved Lions. I mean, it was just wasn't good at all. I mean, they, they came we, out in that second half. I mean, I want to say the third quarter. I don't think they gave up any points. And then here late in the ball game, they were able to get three consecutive three and out so something changed but yeah first half i think was swiss cheese and horrible second half they found something that got them going because they they did kind of tighten up the screws late but this is kind of how the end of the game went down benny um you know a a nice sack by everson griffin i also put out on twitter that i think this is a guy they should look to bring back i love his energy i love his motor i think that him and flowers and aquara and maybe a rookie i don't know maybe a guy from uh the U. Benny, can, can we get Rousseau in here coming off the edge? Can, can, can we consider doing that? Because uh, I got my eyes on him maybe in the top 10. But, uh, you know, those four guys could probably rush the passer. But Everson Griffin with a third, a sack on third and four, that was big. 
And then the Lions go on a 94-yard touchdown drive. Bing, bam, boom, right down the field. Lots of nice throws by Stafford. Um, you know, that incredible catch we talk about by Danny Amendola where he was straight up sideways in the air, fingertip catch. I mean, absolutely insane. And then he throws it up over the top uh, with 2.18 left to Marvin Jones to cut this to a, um, I think it was a three-point ball game at that point with, with just over mm-hmm. two minutes left. I mean, you had to you had to love the touchdown, but you like you said, you still need a man. We still got to find a way to get Chuberski off the field and get the ball back. I mean, what are you thinking here late? Well, here's what I'm thinking late, to be honest with you. After we scored, this is okay. You know, it's still, I think it was, uh, they're up by three points. This is okay. You know, we just cannot allow them to get two first downs. And then, then what happens, I want to say on, on second down, the strip sack. Boom. Game over. Incredible play. Great play. If he doesn't make that play, they, their, their mindset, I'm telling you, their mindset, you know, just two first downs, game's over. And that was just one heck of a play. And, it, you know, they, the defense reared when they needed to. I mean, they just came to the ballpark when they needed to. And sometimes we can take an ugly win like that when when you when you're playing bad the first half defensively you just say you know what hey we just got to stop them you know one or two stops get the, get the ball back to the offense win the ball game and you know that's what he did but you know I, I just wasn't too impressed but I, I'm gonna take the victory all day long though. <laughs> Come on, Ben. You got to be impressed. I mean, Stafford over 400, three touchdowns, the defense tightening up late, a turnover. You hear me preach turnovers every week on the show that when you turn the football over, especially late in the ball game, um, is what helps you win. And that's what helped the Lions win. But right after that, I mean, uh, Peterson ran it in, which was great, showed some toughness. And then the Lions came back on defense and the Bears went right down the football field. But then the Bears went, uh, you know, I hate to say this because I always get mad when people do, but it's halfway true. The Bears kind of went Lions at the end of the game. Like, they had an easy first down. Allen Robinson stepped out of bounds, which I have no idea what he was doing. And then yeah. and then fourth and one, every Lions fan is going, oh, great. You know, there's no way we can, we can stop anybody on a fourth and one play. And they were already within the 20-yard line or whatever, but they needed a touchdown to win it. Kevin Strong just got him out of the bowling alley as well. He's been on the Lions about 15 times this year. They cut him and add him every other week. He just mans up, blows up his guy, gets in the backfield, takes him down, ball game over. The team is, I mean, they were running off the field. They were dancing, you know, Matt Stafford getting the game ball for Bevel. I mean, they were they were just loving it. And like you say, I think everything was erased after that win because all I heard about after the game, hey, team had a lot more juice. They seemed a lot more fired up. The attitude was better. And like you said, me and you looking back at it, I mean, you, you didn't play that great at all in the first half. Your quarterback led you to the victory. But at the end of the day, none of that mattered because you made plays when you needed to. You scored enough points and you held them at the very end. And, and away you go. You get that V, you get that W. I mean, I, I was pretty excited about it. I think I put on a line right after, hey, that was a fun win. And the reason it was fun is because they came back, the quarterback played great, and all I remembered is that we had more points than the Bears at the end of the game. That's all that matters, right? At the end of the ball game, if you have one more point than your opponent, it's a victory. But I really think right now, Derek, what the Lions ought to come up with that will entice a little bit more turnovers, we got to come up with a, a gimmick like we do down at my beloved you. We got to come up with a turnover chain or, you know what I mean, a turnover growl or something. You know? ben, Benny, did so, you just mention the University of Miami? Hey, I, it's only the second time this part of the show, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Benny, I'm glad you went there because now that we recap the Lions, I want you to take a couple minutes and you can give the people an update on the you. It's all about the you. It's all about the you. 
what's going on with your team right now? I mean, I got nothing to talk about up here. Games are canceled. It's been an embarrassing year across the board. Well, what's going on with the U these days? Tell the people. Well, right now we uh, just beat up on a trash Duke team, 48-0. I mean, that, that was that was pretty sickening, you know. But but uh, but uh, the reason I'm I'm not gonna lie to you, Derek. I didn't watch because I, I felt real bad for my nephew. You know, he's uh, battling this COVID thing. And, you know, I had to show a little bit of compassion, even though that's my team. And, I, and like he said, you know, he, he has a little inflammation around the heart from this, this COVID thing. And, and you mm. know, and that's, that's really bothering me deep down inside because he doesn't know where his career is gonna go, you know, people don't don't realize and they don't take this thing serious, you know, and so he has to get retested again, and in three four months he has to lay off with no st- strenuous exercise, you know, to see how his heart's gonna be. But you know, I, I I'm I'm still gonna cheer for my Lions, cheer for my Hurricanes, but you know. I, I got to keep my nephew in, in always in the back of my mind and hopefully yeah. that uh, things will turn out great for him. You're you telling me that to... you tell me that blades junior number seven or whatever that was out there making plays early in the year is, has come down with this ridiculous, horrible COVID thing and is struggling. I had no idea. That's, yeah. that's tough. Yeah. Man. Sorry to hear that's that. Why I, yeah. That's why I, I, I didn't even try to, you know, I, I, I went to a, a meeting <laughs> to uh, try to watch that game, but I mean, I, I just couldn't, you know. I had no enthusiasm, you know, watching huh. it because, you know, I, I just know he wasn't out there and he wasn't a part of it. So, hmm. you know, I thought it, I, I had no idea yeah. about that, but I thought you'd be, oh, I, thought, yeah. I, I think they're yeah. in the top 10 or whatever, and they're kind of having, yeah, we're, we're, comeback, we're, we're, so. we're number eight, we're eight and one, and I'm, I'm still trying to figure out. How these Big Ten teams, Indiana, I think it's like four and one. How are they still in the top six? I don't get it. Look, I am wishing for, and then Ohio State's not going to play Michigan. Why? What what happened? Yeah, I don't know. The game is, is... Is cancel. I I couldn't believe it when I saw it come up on the TV. I mean, Michigan, I guess, got hit, and you you know that that team down south had their issues a couple weeks ago. So it's like they just called off the game, and everybody up here is saying like, oh, you know, that's convenient because we pretty much knew it was going to be you know a nasty game to watch based on how we were playing. But I was hoping they pull a rabbit out of the hat and maybe find a way to to get that, get that V, get that W or play tough football, you know, in that big game. But you know, my Saturday is free now. So I'm be doing right, something you know, else this Saturday. So Derek, I don't know when the last time they've canceled an Ohio state, Michigan ball game. Oh, never ben, Benny. This is 2020. Right. Nothing that's ever happened this year is ever going to happen again or has ever happened. That's, that's the world we're living in right now. This is just ridiculous times. I mean, I don't even know. I don't even worry about it because something ridiculous will happen tomorrow and the day after until we get through all this. So like I said, I'm sorry to hear about your nephew. I'm sorry that you're not, I was trying to pump you up and give you a chance there to go crazy about your canes. But like you said, you're kind of in a tough spot yeah. right now, but look, Let's, I mean, go ahead if you want to say somewhere. Let's get back. I got some lions. Yeah, but you know, I'm, you I, I, like I said, I'm always support my canes and the right. guys who 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 is. Let Let me ask you one more path. thing. Huh? I, I want to ask you one more thing. I didn't mean to jump yeah. in on you, but I'm starting to dive into the NFL draft. So, is the quarterback coming out, King? I'm not. If, if, if I'm him, to tell you the truth, I stay in. I, I I I stay in because if he can just duplicate uh, two-thirds of what he's done this year, he's taken a program that was in the cellar, and he's brought our program back to prominence again. And so – if he can have another one of those magical years next year, 
I think he, he puts himself in that conversation of an elite quarterback. Right now, not too many Doug Flutie-ish guys are getting drafted. I mean, he's not a tall guy. Right. I mean, he I mean he's an athlete all the way around, but he he's his measurables are not going to be uh a Clemson quarterback, an Alabama quarterback, even an Ohio State quarterback. He's not yep. gonna have those measurables. Yeah, but, I saw him in that second or third tier, you know what I mean, as far as the, the QBs this year on a couple lists that I looked at. But what about the rush ends? I, I mentioned Rousseau, I believe that's how you pronounce it. Both, you, both of those guys are coming out. Look, <laughs> look. Well, Russo opted out for. I, I, for I want to hear your your thoughts on them. I want to hear the, the uh, inside scoop on these guys because the the one guy Russo, I definitely you know am, am looking at as maybe a Lions football player. Well, I, I I tell you what, if Russo is there with the uh, Lions pick, I say you take him all day long. This kid has. An incredible motor. He puts me in the in the mindset across between uh, a Doug English. I'm going way back, and a Robert Porsche. I mean, he has one of those motors that just never stops. I'm like man, and he's a and he's a big rangy kid. But if we can't get him, you know. It's, it's 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 not it's not bad to take old number fifteen from the U. I mean, this kid has come on, and I, but I'm I'm not sure if he's gonna come out. But if he Who, does, who's fifteen for the U? We we and the listeners don't don't know this team like you do. Who's oh, who's one five? What is his name? <laughs> Miller. I think that's his name, but. All right, I look it up, but uh, is he where? Where's he play? Where? Where's fifteen at? G- give me, give me him, or give me a real quick kind of like any other canes <laughs> we gotta look out for in the draft. Well, he'll he'll be a, a fifteen to be a, a late first round or early second round pick. I mean, this kid came over from uh, USC and. I don't, I don't know even how, how they even let him get up out of there. But he, he came over and he took our – because when Roche is this opted out. Is this Jalen Phillips you're talking about? No, Jalen Phillips. There Jaylen you Phillips. go. Yeah, I've, I've heard of him. I haven't, I haven't put my eyes on him yet. But 6'5", 266, red shirt junior, <laughs> rush and defensive lineman. Yeah. Look, when, when, I, when I tell you this kid – I was like you. I had never even heard of this kid at USC, but everybody was like, "Well, no, Blaze, he's a player. He's a player." I was like, "Okay, you know what I mean." I'm missing Russo. Okay, (laughs) when this kid stepped on the field, I think the first four games, I think he had like five sacks. I was like, "Who is this guy?" (laughs) I mean, he has really. I mean, if he wanted to, because he's just a junior. So yeah. he he has a decision to make, and I I, I just really think, uh, in in my opinion, dollars and cents. I, I don't I don't know his family life, but I, I think both of those guys could be perfect defensive ends for the Detroit Lions. Perfect, yeah. only because we breed them <laughs> like that at the U, baby. That's what we do. We breed them like that. You know it. <laughs> What what numbers Rousseau? You know that off the top of your head? I know they kind of all blend together. Was, was number two, you know. And uh, I tell you okay. what, uh, another guy I want the Lions organization. Is it Rousseau to keep or, or Roche? I, I don't know how you pronounce it. I, I should know by now. I but. say Rousseau. Okay. <laughs> okay. I gotta like you say. I'm, I don't. I'm, I don't. I don't have that LSU twang. So you know <laughs> what I mean. I got to pull up tape on this kid. I actually do like the size better on Phillips, uh, you know, um, as far as that 6'5", 260, 70 pounds. When you're that coming out of college, you can add a little weight and then, you know, be that typical defensive end. Some of these 
these lighter guys, I mean, if you can really bend the edge or if you can really get after people, I don't mind it. But I, I don't want like a 230-pound defensive end, you know, with it with no bulk to them because those guys seem to get pushed around or, you know, a little bit light. But So I, I kind of like what Phillips is just on paper here. But I'm going I'm to get you my scouting reports, man. I'm going to have to pull up these guys uh, in the next few weeks, and I'll uh, tell you what I th- see because I, I haven't watched them very tightly, but they are on my radar as, uh, as prospects. So um, I know the people will probably say, hey, you know, this isn't the the U show, but I wanted to give Benny his chance, and we kind of got on a few <laughs> tangents there. But I got some hard-hitting questions to end the show with, Benny, so I, I can't wait to hear some of your thoughts on some of this. So we talked about the game. We let you talk about the U for 20 minutes. You do that every show. I can hit the sound bites. It's a good time. There's nothing but... wrong with that, Garrett. <laughs> no, not at all. The people enjoy it, but, like – the head coach, Daryl Bevel, you know, we, we crossed that bridge last week. Um, my opinion of him right now is that, you know, I was glad he got the victory. He's still saying all the things that you would say as like a player's coach. I, I can't see him being a, a big disciplinarian or a guy that would maybe work long term, but I feel like the players are really gravitating to him now. I guess my question to you is, is you know, why the, why the change? Why is the team sort of, is it just as simple as they didn't like working real hard or getting yelled at by Matt Patricia and now that they're getting somewhat coddled and, hey, let's have fun and just go out and, you know, play and enjoy yourself? Is that is that the reason for the turnaround or is there maybe something else that you think or that you see? Well, I, I think for every individual in that locker room, it, it, it might have been a little bit different. You know, for those those guys who were Matt Patricia guys, like the Amendolas and the Collins, who knew him from New the New England days, you know, those guys they were just gonna come out and they were gonna work. I mean, you do have guys that just don't like disciplinarians. They don't like coaches that are stern and too strict. And so, I, I just think some of those guys had really given up on that Patricia era. Now, I, I don't know how many of those guys really, really, really are going to be Belleville guys, but they just know, you know, like the, what, what was that show I used to love watching growing up? And it was called The Wizard of Oz. <laughs> and you remember when she threw the water on the witch? The wicked witch is dead. Okay, okay. and I, I just, I just think this is where a lot of the, a lot of these guys on the team they're they're at now. You know, he's gone. Matt Patricia is gone. Matt Patricia is gone. So they, they're they're having fun right now. Okay. Oh my goodness, so, where is this going right now? No, because we got Benny to, singing to me, on the show. No, because look, Derek to me. You, you can be happy that a guy has lost his job, but if you still come out and you play like trash, that means you ought to lose your job. I mean, that, that's that's where I am right now because like I, I told you well, last week or two weeks ago when they first fired him and I told you about the Daryl Rogers story. I mean, that next year, a lot of those Daryl Rogers guys were gone because why they, they didn't care about the game of football. They cared about the paycheck. And a lot of times when you care about the paycheck and you don't play about the game, you don't care about the game. It shows in your play. And so we got what four weeks, three weeks left. I think a lot of these guys are, playing for a position next year on the Detroit Lions roster. Am I telling the truth or the untruth right now, Mr. GM? Yeah, I still think there's a lot to play for. You know, I'm battling with a lot of people here about, like, you know, Detroit always gets all riled up about, like, Oh, it's, you know, they, they we love the draft because we're always, you know, been so bad that we're always up the top of the draft. So people are like, you know, that win was that killed our draft pick and, and it's meaningless games. And 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 I go with that when we're out of the playoffs, when there's a couple games left and a win will take you from pick five down to pick 12. You know, I can go for some of that logic because you do have to use your brain, but. 
these are professionals, you know, they're out there playing for their jobs, their livelihood. They're also, um, they're not worried about who you're taking in the draft next year. They'll figure that out next year type of thing. So I think the players have a lot to play for. I think the Lions are really, you know, I, I don't think they're that great of a team based on what I've seen this year and some of the players I thought were going to come together showing that they can't play. But I think that, you know, they're one game out of a playoff spot, literally. If they could find a way to upset Green Bay, you know, that would be uh, craziness and put them right in the mix. So, yeah, you, you got to go out and play to win. And then at the end of the year, if there's really nothing on the line, you want to rest the Swifts or the, you know, the Kennys or whoever. You know, I don't have a huge problem with that. You know what I have a huge problem with, though, Benny? Is that me and you were so off. Like, I, I'm disappointed in you, I got to say. I mean, you of all people. The, the king of the you. Benny, we got to get you a program or something because I haven't dove as deep as I should have before I asked some of those questions, but I'm looking at it now. Gregory Rousseau is number six. Or, or wait, he, he's not. No. Even on, he's not even on this thing as number as number two. First of all, the 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 uh, lineup I'm looking at at MiamiHurricanes.com. So you might need to get uh, our boy, your boy, Ed Reed on, on the IT department because he's not even up here as, as number two, like you said. We were looking at Quincy Roche. That's not even the right player. I had the name wrong. And then and then Mr. Phillips, like you say, uh, I didn't see him at the top of this uh, draft prospect list is either. He's down in the middle there as a, as a rush end, so they're not as high on him as maybe you are, but... Gregory no. Rousseau for the Miami Hurricanes is the sixth overall player, and he's a redshirt sophomore as well. 6'5", 260. I like that size and weight. So we, we, we got all that wrong. I got to brush no, up before I, I start. But I I'm thought telling I was coming to the source. I thought you had this on lock. But no, 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 no. Listen to me. Maybe change. That's why I don't, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't like those draft analysts. I, I, I always love it, you know, when people say, oh, you know, I got one year of playing division nothing football, and all of a sudden, I'm an NFL draft analyst, (laughs) okay? Now, you can take a guy who just flat out is a game day baller, and he says, well, his measurables, he's not, you know, he didn't run real good in the 40. His workout wasn't. But you turn the film on, and he's everywhere. Oh, Those man. are the guys that I'm looking for. I'm, <laughs> all, all that stuff that, you know, you guys, and you're going to do it, Mr. GM. Yep. You're going to come gonna, back it's, next it's week. It's going to be an interesting offseason between me and you. Yep. Yeah, no. you 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 you're gonna give me all these measurables, and <laughs> here's what I do. Even at, at, at the high school level, Derek, I, I, and, and I'm bad at it. You know, I could just be out there refereeing a game or just watching a game, and somebody will tell me, you know, they they got these stars now. Well, that kid's a five star. And this kid over here, he's just a two-star, you know what I mean? He's just a fire plug, you know, he, he's not going to be very good. But he's kicking the dog crap out of that five-star every play. <laughs> Are you sitting there telling me because a kid doesn't run well, he's not the right size, height, and all that measurable crap, but you look at him on the field and he's just beating the dog crap out of this beloved person. <laughs> oh, Benny. Well, no, no, no. Come I'm on now. Take the Are you kidding me? <laughs> well, you can't look at that kid. We, we can't have a whole team full of Rudy's, Benny. We got to have some guys that are prospects. No, no, no. workers. I know you love them, but we got to have some. Talent. No, no, no. See, see, Derek, that's what we differ. I didn't say a Rudy. <laughs> People, people, boy, I know a lot of Rudy's, okay? (laughs) I'm talking about that kid. Here's what what would have happened if the University of Miami did not take a chance on a guy like Cortez Kennedy. He had to go to the junior college route. He -hmm. came to us because Jimmy said, yeah, well, we're going to take a chance on him. You know, I've watched him. 
on the game tapes, and this kid can be a player. I can turn him into a player. What happened? He gets drafted in the first round, and he's a Hall of Famer. All right. Well, I can't wait to have some draft talk with you because like you said, if you can pick them out, I want to know who they are, but yeah, you're definitely going to hear me talk. I think it's a marriage of the two. You got to look at the numbers to some degree, but yeah, I mean, the eye in the sky doesn't lie. I get that as well. And and like you said, I'm going to give Ed Reed and the IT department at the U a break because isn't Rousseau the kid that opted out? He hasn't played this year, has he? No. I think I think he opted out and Phillips been out yeah. there. So that's probably why he's not yeah. on this roster here because he's not yeah. like on the team, but he is. So uh, that explains it. And like I say, it's my bad because I just need to dig into the U and, and all these other players a little bit more. But like I say, I'm doing some mock drafts. I'm getting my boards up. So I'll know this like the back of my hand and you'll have to tell me why all my picks are horrible. And you could go in there and just find these diamonds in the rough when we get to that point. But let's get back to Lions because I want to ask you another thing. What motivates players? You always hear about like, oh, they're in it for the money or they love the lifestyle or man, that guy just loves football. He just wants to win. They always say in the media, I don't care about anything except winning. Like what are the main factors that motivate and and what do you think wasn't motivating people when Patricia's here yet now they seem a little bit more motivated? What do you think? Here's the thing that should be on top of everybody. I don't care from the third teamers to the second teamers to the pro bowlers to the all pros. The one thing that should be constant in everybody's mind every time they step on the field, whether it be practice or in the game day, is respect. You play this game for respect. I wouldn't care, bro, in practice if you caught too many balls on me. You know what? Let me just slap you in your mouth. Cause you ain't gonna keep making me look bad, <laughs> you know. And you, you got a lot of people. They're gonna say, "Well, he's playing for the love of money." In today's game, if you're making more than four million dollars, you ain't playing for the love of the money, cause you, you're making a whole bunch of that. So you have to question if you're not playing for respect, and because at the End of the day, at the end of the game, at the end of your career, you want people to say, you know what? Adrian Peterson was a beast. I don't care what nobody else say, whether it was a one-yard run or a 60-yard run. You had to really hit that sucker. He was a beast. Yep. You know yeah. What I'm saying? And I... so that, that's the part of the game that people don't really see. Because when, when you strap on that silver helmet, you want people to say, you know what? Man, win, lose, or draw. This guy right here gave it his all every single play. Yeah, I like that a lot. Like you say, uh, respect is a big thing, not only in football, but in life in general. And one thing I always think about is these guys, you know, the ultimate prize is to win a Super Bowl. We all know that. But, you know, my opinion with money and stuff is for these players is always like, instead of, you know, worrying about it, if you just go out and produce and meaning like you show up every day, you work hard, you stay healthy, you take care of your body and you make plays, the contracts kind of take care of themselves at that point. I mean, who who's going to not pay or get rid of a, a prime time player? Nobody, but the people they are going to get rid of or not going to pay are the people that are either always hurt, don't have a good attitude, always worried about the money more so than what they're producing and, and get caught up in all this other stuff. So sometimes I think you just go out and put your head down and, and work hard and make plays, you know, the checks, the endorsements, the, the stuff comes. And then, like you say, these players, I think, just want to win, too, at the end of the day, because that's really what you're remembered about is the respect, like you said. And then did he win? Did his team win? Right. If you have those, you're you're set. So the, the, you just hit it on the nail. You hit it right on the head because after respect, they're gonna say, "Well, did you win?" If if you're on a team that were zero and sixteen, one and fifteen, three, yeah, you know, they're gonna say, "You know what?" 
there's not very many people on that team I respect, you know, as opposed to, I tell people all the time, when you win a Super Bowl, I guarantee everybody on that Kansas City team from last year that donned that Super Bowl ring, they get mad respect. They don't even care. They don't even know their name. They no get doubt. mad respect. Absolutely. So when you're playing on a team that's not very good, you have to earn, respect is earned. And yeah, so, no, no doubt, no doubt about it. Hey, Benny, we've uh, we talked about a lot today. I don't even know if we're gonna get too much of a Packers preview, but I I got a couple. You always call me the GM of the show. I try to pride myself on on being on top of the players' contracts, uh, how to build a team, whatever. Um, I'm gonna turn it on you a little bit here before we kind of give our predictions for the Packer game. You know, the the big talk is always going to be uh, Matt Stafford. You know, he's he's 32 years old. He, he played great this past week. Before that, he had been kind of, you know, tripping over himself and kind of making a, a few too many mistakes, costing us ball games. Where are you at with Matt Stafford as the quarterback for the Detroit Lions? If you had to kind of start to sort of make a decision today, are you are you leaning towards uh, keeping him around and 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 building you know a half rebuild on him, or are you willing to just you know kind of thank him for his time and move forward and then go get that young cat that'll be the next guy here for the next decade? Well, to tell you honestly, I do take a page out of the Green Bay Packers playbook. Okay, Aaron Rodgers still has a couple more years left in him. But why not draft that guy that he can also mentor and show him the ropes of how to be a a fine quality quarterback in the National Football League? I mean, I'm not I'm not ready to throw away Matthew Stafford, but two years from now, yeah, I, I think we we we. We move on from this, this project. If next year he doesn't take us to the promised land, that's the playoffs. You know, you you, you find uh, that young replacement now, and you you get him acclimated. Yeah, yeah. We'll see what they do. I think now in the league, it's uh, two years is a little bit much. But if they were able to take one and sort of you know work together here for next season until the deadline or even after the season, I think that might be doable. Or I'm sort of leaning towards as as much as it's going to be tough if a new regime, new head coach, new GM, new new schemes, new everything comes in, you may just want to go with the with the new signal caller and and start it all fresh. You know, I don't think that's a a horrible way to do it either even though it's a little bit more aggressive. How about how about Kenny Galladay, Benny? He's a he's a guy we've talked about here on the show about paying him this that and the other. He's been out a lot of games here, and you know everybody's wondering: is it because they didn't pay him? Is he just sort of waiting out the season so he can go get his big check from somebody? Like, is is this a guy you're keeping around? Are you going to pay him and deal with it in the off season, or at this point because of his injuries and because of you know the contract squabble? Even if the new guys, the new GM comes in, is he going to be a Detroit Lion next year? What do you think? To me, it all depends on how severe that hip injury is. For uh, a wide receiver, uh, a hip can be a very uh, costly injury as far as money-wise. And if if it's not that severe, and if I would hate to say he's cashed to the end, on the team because they haven't given him that big payday. Somebody, a new GM that's coming in, might look at that and say, you know what, I'm not going to give you. I mean, you just mailed it in, buddy. You know, so we we, we, we do like we did um, what's the cornerback from last year. You know, we just gave him Dar- over to Philadelphia. Darius Slay. You know, yeah, and, and he was a baller. You know, and so it, it's, it's going to you know, with him, I think everything is going to be based on the new GM and new head coach. You know, if they feel as though he he mailed in the season or is he really hurt? I mean, what's really going on, Mr. Galladay? Because like you said before the season, I mean, this guy has been balling for the last three or four years. And like I told you, I'm, I'm always a wait and see kind of person. 
if we would have gave him the twelve million that he that he wanted, and he got hurt, you know, what will we be? And so, I, I don't know. You know, that, that's going to yeah. be based on you know that new GM and new head coach, however they feel about that whole situation. But to me, I, I say we bring him back for for one year. Let's let's see how see what happens. You know, at whatever cost, whether it be twelve million for one year. Just bring him back and, and, and see, you know, what can he bring to this team? It's going to be more than that, Benny. Again, breaking down the, the the dollars and cents. If you bring him back on one year on a franchise, you're looking at 19-some million dollars for a Kenny Galladay at receiver. That's that's a lot. But uh, we'll, we'll see what they do. I want to ask you one bonus that I just thought about. When you were playing, could, could you, like, did you get much into the medicals? Like, did you know what was going on with other people? Like you're saying, like, let's say you were playing right now. Would you have a good feel for Kenny Galladay's injury, how serious it was? Or you just, is that like money where you just don't, you don't worry about other players' injuries, just like you don't worry about the contracts? You know what? That's one thing I I didn't get into. You know, I didn't really get into it. If, if you said you were hurt because Chris Billman said it best. We all play for one another. There was no way, even if I thought you were mailing in the season, you couldn't come around me. You just couldn't because I'm out here working my butt off and you've mailed, you just checked it in. Bruh, I promise you, don't, don't come to the locker room. Don't do it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because we didn't check and see. I mean, if you told me you were hurt, and you hurt, bro. You know what I mean? It is what it is. But if I just got a feeling that you just you mailed it in because you ain't get your coins, nah, that, that's not how that's not how you know you know life was supposed to be as an NFL football player. You know, you play, you keep your head down, you keep working, and the contracts will take care of itself, just like you said. Yeah. Yeah, interesting, because I, I thought it might be the other way, too, where when you're in there, you really do have a feel for how bad people are hurt, as well as if a guy is kind of dogging it on the side, you're kind of like, you know that he's not as hurt as bad as he says he is, or I know us as fans are always looking there going, well, why has that guy been out six weeks with a you know, uh, an elbow injury or, uh, you know, uh, a finger injury or maybe his ankle was twisted. You know, a lot of us are getting hurt or, or getting sick and we're still showing up to work and these guys are out weeks and weeks or some of the Lions players, you know, have been injury prone. You're, you're missing seasons, you know, like Austin Bryant's basically missed two seasons and nobody even really knows what he's been injured with. It's just like it he's is. just never out there. It just seems weird to me. Listen, quick story before we have to wrap this up. Yep. There's a huge difference in players from the 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s as opposed to the millennial babies. Now, my son was a millennial baby. I mean, everybody in Detroit knew it didn't matter. I have a broke finger, you know, just snap it back, tape it to the other one, I'm going to go back out and play. Chop it off, Ronnie Lott, you know respect. What I mean? Yeah, I mean, all of that. My son hurt his finger. He was out. I want to say six, seven weeks he didn't play because of a finger. Is that when you told I him said, he wasn't any good? Are you freaking kidding me? <laughs> Bruh, it's a finger. Tape that sucker to the next two fingers and keep playing. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, it's, we're, we're, we're talking about a different game now. I mean, I've, I've seen guys have hamstring injuries back in those days and they they taped it real tight and they went out and they played now a hamstring they might be out for eight nine weeks so i mean the, the game the game is different so i don't like to say if a guy's really hurt because only he knows his body and you know these kids will tell you nowadays we ain't playing with injuries like you guys played with you know, and so you, you I, I'm, I'm not going to ever question them. I just tell them, just get away from me. That's all. Yeah. You know, I mean, I mean <laughs> it, it, it ain't for me to question. If you say you hurt, just go way, 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 way <laughs> on the other end of the bench. Don't even look down here at me. <laughs> 
probably my here's some of my favorite parts of the show, Benny. Uh, when you when you mention the you and I get to play the drops. When, when you say you're wonderful every week. <laughs> when you <laughs> when you always tell me I told you so after every question. And my other favorite part is when you tell me about when you get on your soapbox about hating the the new way of football and telling me how it was years ago. That that that's one of my favorite parts of the show as well as the listeners love that as well. So we, we got to work yeah, that because, more where you just go yeah, on a tangent but, about how weak these people are these days. But am I am any old school guy would say the same thing. And oh we, no, we you're right. Look. I just love it. It's hilarious and it's on point. So yeah, it's it's good stuff. <laughs> That's why we're all banged up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we need we need more football players like you and more leaders on this Lions team. Hopefully we get there. Well, Benny, like you said, we talked about a lot. We're not going to do a big preview of the Packer game, but the Packers are coming into Ford Field. Normally, I got to catch myself this year because I'm always like, oh, we're going to – you know, play the Bears in Chicago. Oh man, they're you know we got the the Packers here. It doesn't matter this year with these no fans. Yeah. I still can't believe it when there's no fans in the stands. It just is ridiculous. It's going to be even more ridiculous once they're packed with seventy, eighty thousand again. It's going to feel really weird for a while because we're just not used to it. But can't wait to get the fans back, get everybody fired up at these ball games. But Ford Field is going to be quiet as a church mouse in there. You know what I mean? And uh, but for some reason, there's lots of optimism here in Detroit after that win. People are thinking that they're gonna they're gonna hang. I know I said on my other show, hey, this may just be a crazy fun shootout, and the Lions might just find a way to score more points. Uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers, everybody's favorite player again these days, uh, acting like he can't do no wrong. I'd love him to throw a pick late or or get get a sack when he's just trying to stand back there. But I think he's probably gonna pick the Lions defense apart. But Gosh, I would love it if if Matt Stafford rose up and had another great game and the Lions scored. What do we say? One more point than the Packers. That's what I'd love to see. What What do you think might happen here on Sunday? I th- uh, you know, every week because I bl ea victory, victory, victory <laughs> oh, for yeah. my Lions. That, that, that's just that's just me every week. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I am gonna go down. As a cane lover and a lion's lover forever. Like Benny, you always do you realize every week, Benny, what's different? You always say the lion's gonna win. The lions are gonna win. Look, even when I think they're gonna lose, the lions are gonna win. Okay? Benny, if lions the lions win. if the lions win this game and a couple of their teams lose, they're literally in the wild card spot. Can you believe that? It's just been a horrible year all the way around the NFC. But it hasn't been horrible. The Lions, the Lions could beat Aaron Rodgers, that smug piece of garbage over there in in Green Bay, Wisconsin, and they could be in the playoffs. I mean, how ridiculous is that? But it could happen. I mean, well, unbelievable. I just, the Lions just, would be leading hope- the NFC East right now. We'd be in first place. How about that? <laughs> oh. We're not gonna even talk about that division, okay? <laughs> all right. Do you you want to throw a score on this or no? No score. Lions win by <laughs> two points. No score, though. Two points. Two points. Oh, they win two by points. safety. Oh, my goodness. I, I'm, I again, going to stick with my prediction of a crazy shootout. I think I had it at 38 to 34, back and forth. Defenses can't stop anybody. Stafford plays well. Hopefully Swift is back, and he, he makes some plays. And the Lions find some way to get this W. The thing I don't want to have happen is just let Aaron Rodgers stand back there, prance around, throw his little sidearm, you know, wing passes. You know, Devontae Adams make all of our, um, you know, corners look horrible. And us come back next week and talk about an embarrassing loss. Play tough. Be in this game. Make it exciting. Score some points. Make some plays on D. And then find a way to win. That, that's what I want to see. But I'm, I'm a little nervous. I'm not going to lie about this game. But I'm going to be optimistic. I'm going to be LEAV in the Lions. And think that they're going to find a way to outscore the Packers. And hopefully Aaron Rodgers makes that final mistake to cost them the game. That would bring me lots of joy here in this crazy 2020, Benny. That would that would make my year if, if Aaron Rodgers threw a pick to end this game. I would love it. But what would make my day if he if he threw the pick to Mr. Okuda? 
Ooh, Mr. Okuda is still uh, not practicing, so we need to get Mr. Is, Okuda is, is back. Is he out? He's got the shoulder. We need to get Mr. Galladay, Mr. Swift. We need Mr. Flowers to get out of the cast or whatever oh, he's got man. on his arm. We are still uh, all beat up. But, hey, we found a way last week. Maybe they can rally again. Ben, you got anything for the people before we get up out of here? You want to get them all riled up or are you set for the week? You know, you, look, just one thing. I'm glad we don't have to hear, go, Pat, go, go. I hate that song. So we're going to go Lions. Lions win, baby. Two points. And we're off. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That was incredible. Everybody, thank you so much for listening to BLEAV and Lions right here on the Bleed Podcasting Network. Check us back here next Thursday where me and the legendary, just absolute uh, star of the show, Benny Blades, will be here talking Lions. Everybody, take care. Have a great weekend. We're out. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.